luxurious love His tracks take me to an oasis Of peace, the quiet brook of bliss That's where he restores and revives my life He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness So that I can bring honor to his name Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. steps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Hello. Hello. Good <laughs> afternoon. We're Doug and Fiona Pishka. We're back. Pastors of Victory Christian Fellowship. And we're here to help you jumpstart your journey with Jesus. <laughs> yes. You're all excited, aren't you? I am. <laughs> well, we are here for session seven, I believe it is. Yes. And what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about learning the principles of giving. Well, that's that's why you're so excited. <laughs> you're learning about giving. So, uh, yeah, so we've been doing about, um, we're going to be doing nine of these. Yes. And this is number seven. Mm-hmm. So we've already done six lessons that you can check back and um, look at. And it's all about jumpstarting your journey with Christ, whether you're a new believer, whether you feel stuck uh, after being a believer for a while, or you might not have had some of these basic foundational teachings. And yeah. that's what we want to do. So... We're going to get right into today's lesson because we only want to give ourselves so many time, so much time to talk about this. And if we get carried away, it kind of goes a little long. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we're just glad uh, that you're here and we just welcome God's presence. And Amen. The, and the Holy Spirit is going to you know, speak through us. You know, Christians have the privilege of uh, giving, being able yes. to give to God. Yes. You know, I, I want to communicate that giving is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It's not a duty that we have to do it. Right. But we as a get matter of fact, it. when you consider, when according to the Bible, if we give mm-hmm. grudgingly, yes, which is considering, well, I've got to give because that's what they say or whatever, then you kind of nullify the effects of it mm-hmm. of giving cheerfully. Yes. And there's benefits to giving cheerfully, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into, but. The whole concept of giving in God's kingdom is participating with the nature of God. Yes. Because he's the first one that gave. You know, um, God designated in Genesis chapter 8, mm-hmm. verse 22. Mm-hmm. It was after Noah had gotten off the boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might say Noah was fresh off the boat. <laughs> he was fresh off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, 
he didn't just take two of every animal. Right. He took seven of clean animals. Mm -hmm. In other words, Noah anticipated mm -hmm. giving to God yes. when he got off the boat. Right. And so that was a faith action. Absolutely. Because he expected to get off the boat. Yes. And so he planned ahead of time that when he got off the boat, mm -hmm. that he would have what, what he needed to thank God and to worship him with giving. Yes. So in, in verse 22, it says, as long as the earth remains, mm -hmm. God put these things into place, seed, time, and harvest. Yes. Cold and winter, summer yes. and heat. I'll read it for yeah. you. It says in Genesis um, 8.22, it says, while the earth remaineth, the mm -hmm. good old King James. The earth is still here. Mm -hmm. Seed time and harvest mm -hmm. and cold and heat and summer and winter all and day and night shall not cease. So let's focus on those things. Shall not cease. Yes. So that is a principle right. of the kingdom that God set in motion right. that will be here until the earth remains. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's going to come a day where the earth is going to be changed. Right. And it works whether you work it, yep. whether I work it, whether you work it, or whether neither of, if we decide not to work this principle, then the principle won't work for us. Right. But the principle will still be working. So somebody's taking advantage of it. Absolutely. So we might as well learn how it works and understand how to apply it in our life. See, God designated that his kingdom be supported by his family. Yes. And he established giving because he gave man everything that he needed mm -hmm. when he created him. Yes. The temperature was perfect. The climate was perfect. Mm -hmm. The environment was perfect. There was enough food. There was enough of everything, actually mm -hmm. more than enough. Mm -hmm. And God gave that to man. And, you know, he in turn just wants man to give to God because it shows that we trust God. Right. And it's, it's being part of the family. God's, God is a giver. Yes, he is. And he, his generous. kids, he wants his kids to be like him. The, the far away from the nature of a giver that you are, it's the closer you are to the old nature of sin. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that when we become born again, we become a new creature in Christ yes. Jesus. When you're in Christ, you will want to give. The only reason why you would take on another nature than a giver is if you're trying to please the nature outside. Mm-hmm. And you want to fit in. You can't fit into the outside nature. You right. have to fit into the nature of being in Christ. That nature requires giving. It, it, it compels you to give. It's yes. not even a requirement. You just, you're compelled to give. Yes. And love is the motive of all giving. Yes. And, you know, the Bible broke it down into four categories okay. to make it really easy. So the four categories of giving are, number one, tithes. Tithes. You know, a tithe is a tenth. So every dollar that comes into your hand, God asks for a tenth. That actually belongs to God. Yes. And we're giving it back to him because it's his. And then in return, he gives us the blessing on the 90%. Right. The 90%. Right. Because it's his business we're in. Yes. So it doesn't matter what your position is and where you, how you got the money as far as was it a gift? Was it earned? Was it residual? Is it capital interest? Whatever it is, whatever the money is or the income is, the increase is, yes. you're part of God's kingdom. 
And it was because you're part of his kingdom, he blesses you to have these opportunities to be able to participate in this. So 10% of it, he has designated as a tool to be utilized to keep you hooked to him and to keep you into the family and to bless you through it. Yes. It's an act of obedience. And, you know, the the 10% signifies the whole, and that's why God only asked for 10%. And you could find that in Leviticus 27, 30 to 34, uh, Numbers 18, 2 Chronicles 31, Nehemiah 10. Lots of scriptures. It's all over. So that's the first category of giving is the tithe. And uh, the tithe is God's. So, but when we, when we don't give God the tithe, he calls it stealing. Right, right. Because the action of disobedience of not tithing is taking on the nature of the thief. Right. So it would be like someone has given you money for, to invest for them. And you decided to invest the money, get an earning, but decide not to give them back any of it, not to make the deal that you decide to make with them about that money, not to give it back to them, not to um, give them the earnings or anything like that. You would be considered a thief. You know, if I was working for a company um, and I was the CEO of that company and I took the company's money and I used it for my own personal means, that would be called embezzlement. Yes, and And there's actual, it's a crime. So God has created in his kingdom standards. God has standards. Mm -hmm. So when, so the devil is a criminal against God's kingdom. Like the devil actually committed a crime against God, right? So the devil wants you to become a criminal too, like he is. And so the one way he can capture Christians into being that is to, is to let them be a thief. Yes. And by being a thief, I mean, this seems harsh, but this is the standard by which we, uh, the kingdom of God operates. And I'm happy to abide by the standard mm-hmm. because I understand that I'm in agreement with God when I tithe. And it actually further refers to it in, in uh, Malachi 3 that says, um, that prove me. It's where God asks to be proven. Mm-hmm. Yes. That he, if he would not bless you and open the windows of heaven, yes. that, you, you know, to contain a blessing that you don't have room to receive. And then also that your fruit will not fall prematurely from the tree. Right. Any fruit that falls prematurely from a tree, the fruit is of no use, really. It, it, it's spoiled. It, it can't be used because it's either too green or it fell from the tree because it got too ripe and you couldn't mm-hmm. get to it. But see, here's the thing. When you tithe, it's like God would literally preserve opportunities for you before you can even get to it. If there's a delay or something in your life, when you tithe, God preserves things for you. So you can get to it in your own time. That's what God does for us in the tithe. You know, tithing is not an Old Testament issue or a New Testament issue. It's a kingdom issue. It's just a thing. It's a principle. It's a kingdom principle. You know, the tree in the garden that Adam and Eve uh, were told not to... Uh, eat of that's like a tithe that's the example of a tithe um, Abraham and Jacob both tithed, tithed before there was even a law that said right. you should right so that's pre-law then Moses wrote about it and he included it in the law and then Jesus talked about it in the New Testament mm-hmm. so that's you know it's not an old mm-hmm. or new it's yes. a covenant issue it's a covenant issue and it's something that I'm happy to participate in absolutely and and I'm thanking God that he's got a way see God's ways are clear yes and he sets them up he doesn't hide it God doesn't hide that he wants your money he doesn't want your money he wants your obedience 
that obedience just happened to come in the form of 10% mm-hmm. as a tithe. That's the foundational basic thing. Yes. But there's more than that. Absolutely. You know, second to the tithe, it's called offering. Mm-hmm. Offering is of the free will. Yes, it's you know, your decision. It's it's of a willing heart. Mm-hmm. And um, God really brings increase to a person's life when they give offerings. Yes. That's above and beyond yes. the 10%. Yeah, I see it as an offering is that I have a bag of seeds. Yes. And the offering part now. So I've given God 10%, mm-hmm. which I'm happy, happy, happy to do. I'm so glad that God has this process. Yes. So after the 10% now, I get to choose the percentage. Mm-hmm. Because God chose the 10% as a beginning point. I get to choose the percentage now of the seeds I hold and where I want to plant it and how much I want to plant on my decision. But even the planting, God tells you what are good soils, what's considered a good soil Mm -hmm. to plant in. Which is like, I mean, it's so easy, but the devil yes. comes in and tells people they shouldn't do it because it is easy. Right? He makes yes. it like it's a trick, it's a trick, it's a trick. See, <laughs> the devil tells people that they're going to lose yes. once it leaves their hand. Right. But actually, in God's kingdom, when something leaves your hand, it goes into your future. And it becomes harvest. Yes. Anything that's put in the devil's hand becomes stolen property. You can't find it anymore. If a farmer was to plant one seed of corn, Mm -hmm. a stalk of corn would grow up with two or three ears of corn on that stalk containing hundreds of of seeds. seeds. So right there, one seed became hundreds of Mm -hmm. seeds by one planting. Yes. Now, what if you had 10 plantings? Right. Then you're multiplying it by 10, so you have not just hundreds, but tens of thousands, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And it's just a perpetual process. Yes. And if we look at the earth, how it's set up, human beings, animal life, plants, everything, it has a multiplication factor in it. Absolutely. Everything the devil is in charge of, or the devil has done, or the devil has touched, it has a death factor to it. Yes. It dies. It becomes nothing. It may take a while, but it becomes nothing. When God touches something, it comes to life. Even if it takes a while to see. This is why people drop it, you know. Yes. This is why people say, it doesn't work. We don't believe in giving. Like how everybody says, you're supposed to sow and all this. It doesn't work. Even if it takes time, life is the end result if you sow. But if you don't, if you, can, if you participate yes. with death and stealing, death is the result. Things will, you start losing things. In that verse that we read in Genesis 8:22, what is the word between seed and harvest? Time. Ah, mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. You've got to give things time to grow. Yes. And even time, though. Yes. Right? Okay. If you put, if you put something in the kingdom of God, the time in the kingdom of God is could be quickened yes it it's a perfect timing it's it's like the time becomes perfected when you plant in the kingdom of god versus if you plant out in your flesh in your own desires if you plant in into the devil's kingdom the time then becomes a harm to you in the kingdom of god time becomes your uh friend time actually works for you not against you 
Yeah, and you know, Jesus quickened the time when he received the offering of water and turned it into wine. When he turned it, and then, you know, redeeming the time. The Bible talks about us redeeming the time. So the point is, time in the kingdom of God operates at at levels that the earth time can't operate in. Let's put it that way. Like, for example, Abraham and Sarah, they had a child Mm -hmm. after the time of childbearing. You see how this kingdom stuff works? So time serves us in the kingdom versus in, in, in the enemy's camp, you're serving time. Whereas in God's kingdom, time serves us. Yes. So giving is the way to increase in the kingdom. And the third giving that God separates, he calls it alms. Alms. It's not related to psalms, <laughs> but alms is giving to the poor yes. and needy. Yes. And you should do some things for the poor. Obviously, you can't help all the poor of all the world, Mm -hmm. but everybody can do their part. If you come across someone Mm -hmm. and they have a need, you can supply that need. You can give them. You know, you can help people who have a need. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus did. You know, he helped people who were hungry. He fed them. Yes, he did not. And and the need, it didn't mean they were poor and needy. Right. It just simply means in that moment they had a need. The yes. need was hunger. The, the need was food because they were hungry. Yep. They were hungry because they followed Jesus into a remote area that he didn't have time to go back into they, town and buy food. They were there for three days. They were there for three days. So Jesus fed yeah. them. And, you yeah. know, uh, when he delivered the man from Gadara mm-hmm. who was possessed, he clothed him. Yes. Because yes. they found him in his right mind and, and clothed. Yes. You know, they didn't go get clothes from wherever mm-hmm. they were. Jesus brought them with him. Mm-hmm. Or you somebody know. gave it to him. Either yeah. way, wh- wherever Jesus is and when he walked on the earth was, provision came to him. Yes. And, you know, you don't want to mix these categories together. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make your offering your tithe or your tithe your offering. Keep them separate. Yeah. Because... Heaven's pretty clear about records. Yes. The Lord keeps records pretty good. Yes. I mean, he kept the record of how many times Jacob was robbed of his wages. Absolutely. Remember? He knew exactly, he knew exactly how many times Jacob was robbed of his yes. wages. Um, Jesus, uh, God kept the record of uh, when Jesus spoke to the tax collectors mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and they were telling him their record, you know, like, yeah, we yeah. robbed people. And Jesus said, you're going to return so many times more, you know, and they said, we'll return so many times more. Somebody had to know what the criteria was. Somebody had to know if it actually happened because Absolutely. they had to know the numbers. Yes. So God keeps really, really good records. And yep. so, and so for us, you want to keep records yourself. I always tell people, sometimes people ask me, you know, do I need to write down that it's tithes? You know, I give tithes or whatever. Do I need to put my name? Can I just an- anonymously throw it in? I said, yeah, you certainly could. I mean, really, you could put the offering in anonymously and not give your name. But for my purposes, the thing is, I think there should be records in, on earth. Mm-hmm. That reflects the records in heaven. Absolutely. So if you, so you should have your name written on earth that yes. you are a tither. Here's Absolutely. my record on earth that I am a tither. Yes. And I am a, and I said even for yourself you can take that number because then the church or whatever organization you're giving to, they can give you feedback like at the end of the year, this is how much you've given, this is how much you've tithed, this mm-hmm. is your offering, etc. And you should check yourself and see if you're increasing or if you're decreasing. Right. And in the kingdom of God, we should always increase. Absolutely. Amen. And so um and then the fourth way of giving The Bible refers to as first fruits. Mm -hmm. Now, a first fruit is something 
of an increase. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're working a job and you get a promotion. Mm -hmm. And the promotion means you're making an extra $10,000 a year. Yes. Well, someone can take a portion of that increase because mm -hmm. it's a first-time increase. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a first occurrence. Mm -hmm. You know, the promotion hadn't occurred before, but it's occurring now. You can take a portion of that mm -hmm. and give it as a first fruit, mm -hmm. you know, because it's the first thing that comes in. Right. You're so honoring for, God right. with a part of the harvest. Right. So to make it easy, let's say, yeah. let's say it's a $12,000 raise mm -hmm. for the year. So that's a 1000 extra dollars a year. Yes. And so the first time you get paid, let's say you get paid monthly, mm -hmm. so and that's a thousand dollars. So yep. the first fruit would be the thousand dollars. Yes. Because that's extra, on top of what you made before, mm -hmm. and this is the first fruit of that increase. And I have seen individuals like give their first paycheck of right. a new job. Right. You know, it's it's however the Holy Spirit leads mm -hmm. you or whatever you want to do. Again, that's a that's a at will offering. That's yes. your decision yes. between you and God, but it has benefits. Yes. You know, uh, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, uh, br bring the first fruits of all mm -hmm. of your increase. Yes. Yes. So the first fruit is directly in, into the storehouse yeah, related to the increase. And then he promises you that your barns will burst out mm -hmm. with plenty and your vats will pour out with, with new, new wine. wine. Yes. You know, so if you want a, a, a barn full of plenty and a bursting yes. out uh, wine vat, then honor God with the first fruit. And, mm -hmm. and you know, the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, the, okay, so there's something to address here in all of your giving, in all of your sowing, in all of the things you're doing for the kingdom of God. There is an expected end, like there's an expected result. Yes. In order to get that result, you need to have faith in the word of God that you saw concerning that matter or the word of God that you heard. So we're teaching this to you mm -hmm. right now. You're hearing it. You need to have faith that God will do what he says he will do when you yes. do these actions, right? But in the meantime, you have to understand again that time in the kingdom of God works for you, not against you. Mm -hmm. So it That's doesn't good. matter how much time it takes to see results. That time is irrelevant in the kingdom because the time is happening, but the time can't stop the harvest from coming, mm -hmm. right? Okay, but what the enemy will do to you is he will come in to tell you what will happen. And to point out what hasn't happened. And his end result always says that you've lost something. That things aren't going to happen like the, like the Bible says it'll happen. Those preaching people, they always want your money. That's why they talk about money. Like all those things are coming from the devil. It ain't coming from the Bible. Jesus never scolded anyone who gave. Never. Right. Except the people who gave in pride and to show off. He didn't even scold them. He pointed them out and made a differentiation between them and the person who actually gave mm -hmm. for the sake of giving and loving on God. And so when you give something, don't let the enemy tell you about your seed and what will happen to it. Right. Keep that the, the, the words about what you've sown into God's house and his kingdom and his territory should only come from God concerning your seed. Like he's yes. the only one that should be allowed to speak over your giving. And, you know, yeah. giving is not so much 
based on amounts in God's kingdom. It's based on percentage. Yeah, and principle. Yes. Yeah, the principle of giving. So principle, obedience, mm-hmm. and uh, percentage. Percentage. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I almost. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how God views. You know, because when He compared the woman who gave two mites mm-hmm. to the rich who gave a lot. She gave all that she had. So she gave a, a greater 100%. percentage. She gave 100%. You know. And there are people in the Bible who, were, who gave sacrificially. Mm-hmm. Like they really gave a large percentage and they reaped a large benefit. You know. And there are the intangibles in yes. life. There are things in life that no amount of money that you pay for it could, could make these things happen. Right. And so favor is wrapped up in reaping. So in the kingdom of God, there's so many things to reap yes. oh, and to good. benefit from. Yes. That when you sow in the kingdom, you are taking part in reaping benefits from the kingdom. There's some benefits that we get because we're believers, period. But being a believer also means you participate in the family business. And you're not let everybody, letting everybody pay your way. And you're right. not being the person that lets the thief in. You are the person that says, no, stay out of our business. We got business to do with our God, and you stay out of our business. You know, Paul was was incredible. Um, His purpose was to preach the gospel. And there were times when he would actually work so that he didn't have to charge anybody to preach the gospel. Because what's what's greater? The the greater thing of that is getting the gospel out. So Paul made the greater sacrifice so that he could invest in the greater good Mm -hmm. so that he could reap a greater reward. And you know, when he started in ministry, and he started all these churches, went and ministered, planted churches. I today when you were preaching and you pointed out uh, the one church that you know uh, our the God is able, Philippians yeah. right and he's able to supply all our needs according mm-hmm. to his riches. Okay, so Paul was pointing out that that church was the one church that supported his missionary work yes. that caused the other works to happen. And I'm thinking to myself, he literally had one supporter. Yeah. And look at how many churches that Paul planted that he opened up the doors to. But while the other churches were learning how to give. And learning what to do and what giving was and all this stuff. The church that learned about it and knew about it was supporting all that work. And God made it work. Absolutely. And Paul took what he had and made it work. And if you read about in 2 Corinthians 8, it talks about the churches of Macedonia. And by the way, Philippi Mm -hmm. was in Macedonia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they gave in adverse times. Yes. Like there was a lot of trouble happening. And it didn't seem like... It looked like you should give in that situation, but they gave and they were joyful to do it. Yes, yes. And that's the part where God says that Jesus became poor Mm -hmm. so that we we can become become rich. rich. Yeah. It's in the the, uh, context of him talking to those Macedonian Mm -hmm. churches, Mm -hmm. which gave a a large offering Mm -hmm. in adverse times. Right. And Jesus becoming poor so we can become rich. I don't want anything that Jesus did for me to go to waste on me. Yes. So I participate in all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And so giving is one of those things. Being rich is one of the things that a believer should be. Absolutely. Not a world person, not somebody yes. who's not saved. If we've got the power of God in us, being rich should be normal to us. Yes. It should be words we can say and not feel guilty about, like we're robbing somebody. Yes. To not be rich means you're participating with a thief. 
So you need to find where the thief is because there's a thief stealing your money so you won't be rich. Yes. And giving is really the cure for greed. Yes. It's a cure for greed. When you, and, and even better, when you give to someone who themselves can't give you back can't give back to you yes. that's the alms part that's when you give the alms yeah when you give to the poor yeah you, you when lend you lend to the lord you lend to the lord so god is the one that you're lending to when you give yes. to the poor so all a lot of people but here's the thing that's not the only giving a lot of people get caught up in like you should give all the money to the poor jesus himself said you don't do that right and so there's money that you give into the kingdom of god that worships god it literally is an act of worship yes. and you participating in giving into God's kingdom is worshiping God as a provider. It's worshiping God as one, as the harvest multiplier, the seed multiplier, and the person that gives the harvest yes. is God. So when we part, when we give, it's almost like buying mm -hmm. stock. I hate to narrow it down so narrowly, but to put it in the natural terms, it would be like you're participating in a company, the kingdom of God, that you believe is the highest company you could participate in. Mm -hmm. And God's given us a way in. Every person, anything that comes in your hand, 10%. So it doesn't matter if you're rich yet or if you're rich now, you can participate in the 10%. It's the same for everybody. You know, I remember, I'm, I'm going to end with this story here. One minister was at a meeting. He, he wasn't a minister yet, but he was learning, mm -hmm. and he didn't have anything to give, so he mm -hmm. gave the pencil that he was writing. That he was writing with. Yeah. He put that in the offering, and um, now he has a worldwide mm -hmm. ministry. Mm -hmm. But his desire, he said, was to give money. Yeah, but he just didn't have and it. And somebody tapped him on the shoulder on the way out of that meeting. Yes. And gave him twenty dollars, I think like it was. That. And he took that. He was so excited that he yeah. got cash. He took the money and went back in and put the money in. Yes. And gave that as an offering. You you see yes. how that works. So in your giving of your tithes, your offerings, your alms, and your first fruits, mm -hmm. God always promises to reward yes. you, to give you a rich return. Yes. And to be generous to you and to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And you want to put the money in the kingdom of God yes. because it's protected. Yes. You want to put the money in the kingdom of God. So your your church, uh, people who are doing the work of God, all those are good places to give yes. uh, tithes and offering. The poor, even the poor in your in the kingdom that haven't quite learned these principles yet, mm -hmm. you give to them. You support the poor, and, and God, you're lending to God. And we as a church, we, we, we tithe as a church, as tithe yes. comes to us. We tithe to other ministries, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we also help people when we can, and we do all that as well. Yes. So as a church, we do it. Personally, in our own life, yep. we do it. And our children do it. Yep. Um, so our young people do. Uh, even in our church, what I've, what we do in our church, mm -hmm. any person that gives. So even a young person, every child that gives, they have a giving record in our yes. church. And at the end of the year, we give them a letter to show how much money they've given as a yeah. child. So, and so they have a good record. Yep. So let's pray for the people. Yes. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that we can give into your kingdom. The many different ways of giving into your kingdom, Lord, and we don't you, uh, mix the, them together, but we keep them separate. Thank but we you, give Jesus. it to you to honor you because yes. we love you and we know that you are good. And it's our joy, privilege and honor. And thank you, Father, for the rich reward thank you, that we get to receive from giving in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Well, God bless you. And yeah. again, you can check out our website, vcfpa.org. Check out the other lessons we've done before this one. And uh, our services are Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. You can tune in live on Facebook or YouTube or watch us anytime. We have all of our services archived for you to watch. God bless you. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.